0: and still had a mask on too yeah there was some questionable (laughs) shit there man but again I could go on about that forever what else we got guys we need to kill some time this isn't uh working out the way I thought it would
1: (laughs) I got um easy rider you know Peter Fonda Dennis Hopper yeah uh,
2: yeah I saw that too Nineteen sixty nine. I was gonna say that one, but I don't know enough about it. To, I've never seen to really the
0: film, it. but I've seen that bike at plenty of like uh, fairs and mm, shit yeah. like that. And oh, they actually have the bike. Oh, it's like a no. It's not the original. Replica. It's like a replica. Yeah, 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 like a touring replica. But nonetheless, it's it's pretty badass. I mean, I. I have no place on a motorcycle. <laughs> it's just not me. And if I did get on one, people would be laughing. Especially
2: right? not a chopper. It I just would don't look understand. So unnatural. Yeah. So unnatural. But um I quit riding one after I slid one in gravel, so after that I I can't do it anymore. No. My my
0: dad got one and he, I went over to his house and he took me down to the basement because there's my bike. I was like, Oh, cool. You wanna get on? No. Nope. <laughs> nope we're done <laughs> cool bike let's go back upstairs <laughs> you know that's not a question i need answered am i going to go in the ditch or not i can tell you what'll happen <laughs> yep. i'm going in the ditch <laughs> how about the tron bikes
2: oh that's what i was, oh, yeah, that's good. I was thinking yeah. about
0: that one I, yeah. I picked a good one now yeah good okay i found i found some i found a well of conversation in tron maybe.
2: legacy or the original bikes
0: well, they obviously look better in Legacy, yeah. I think. But, um, you know, we've talked before in Grand Theft Auto V, they put that whole mode in there. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. bike battle yeah. modes. Yeah. My God, is that fun. Yeah, like, I kept seeing those movies growing up. You know, I know there's been video game adaptations dating back probably to the Atari, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But
2: it's never intrigued me. I was like,
0: it looks fucking
2: boring. But it's always just been topped down with a big, long tail. Yes. I mean, you didn't really get to... But this
0: was intense Like I got into it And couldn't quit playing it (laughs) I eventually did obviously But Yeah I'd like to actually Look back into that Because that was so much fun I forgot about those Man the matches were quick I mean you make Mm -hmm. a few walls And then you're like Darting around to like Avoid stuff And the wall stayed long long.
2: too So you really had to to Figure out where you were going Before Yeah yeah.
0: I got Lobo Oh dude I was going to say Lobo the main man Uh. (laughs) Yes, now, that's a cool-ass bike. That dude can just cruise around space and do whatever he yeah. wants, right? <laughs> yeah. I wonder about the uh, person who's able to breathe in outer space, you know? What's, what does that mean when they come into, like, Earth's atmosphere? Or do they
2: just explode? I mean, what happens? A big breath of relief when you finally... I'm tired of holding my breath. So well, me the is, I mean, you see
0: like... Lobo in, like, comics and, in uh, like, cartoons. He's, like, talking and conversing with people in space, like
2: It'd be like being in a really smoky room where you walk outside and you're just like, all right, there you go. I mean, you can function while you're in that (laughs) smoky room, but it's just not as well. But once you get outside in the fresh air, then if you're Lobo, of course, yeah, right, Uh, right.
1: Are they making a Lobo
2: movie? Is this still? I've always heard rumors here and there, but it,
0: yeah, it floats around ever since I think we started this show, yeah, which is we're going on five years now. If that tells you anything, but the same thing with the Venom movie, you know, that was in, yeah. Rumor mill for a long time before it came to fruition.
1: Well, that could be DC's Deadpool, you know, and outer space. I think that, that could be really. Yeah.
0: Boy, that's a good point. They'd probably kill that easy too. <laughs> if they just took some and I don't know what was the uh, what was the last one they did. DC Justice League. Was there not something that... Oh, I'm thinking of Shazam. That mm. looks promising. Yeah, it, it does. It's like yeah. they have found their footwork with that one. Mm-hmm. So I I hope so. I, hope, It looks like they're taking kind of the Guardian more comedy element to it than, you know, just... I'm sure when... Changing
2: it, the movie type with the character type,
1: basically. Yeah,
0: when it comes down to brass tacks and shit gets serious, it'll be action-packed, but mm-hmm. yeah.
1: This, I have a question about Shazam, because I, when I was a kid, I would read, like old old copies that were my uncles or something and um I never took him to be a kid in a man's body is that is that how it is that how he is in the comics yeah I don't So far as I the remember the original, original ones changed.
2: I don't think it was then they changed it somewhere else oh, down uh, the line
0: yeah I've never read like Golden or Silver Age yeah. any of that kind of stuff I so can't remember
1: if you read him currently he is or is not he is but yeah I thought yeah, he's, he was for a
2: while he's been yeah just a kid that turns into a a big kid uh, did you read
1: Kingdom Come? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, um, that's this future DC series um, that was illustrated by Alex Ross, all paintings. There's a real nice reveal in there when the Shazam. I, I don't know. You got to read it, but it has something to do with that character aging, and he actually grows into that body. I think, and it's if I'm remembering oh, it right. Wow, it is. That is one of the... That is so freaking powerful, that whole series, Kingdom Come. I mean, just the trade. Yeah, I got it. I don't think have
2: even heard of that. It's good they finally made him grow up, because that'd just be like... That offers interesting
0: questions, though. So as he ages, does the alter ego age as well?
1: Yeah. no. You know, it, it's, it's a really... Int- I don't want to give it away. And I, okay. I don't... I just remember that being this pivotal moment. Like, wow. And, um... Uh, yeah, I'd I have to read it again because I don't even remember specifically what the reveal was. I just remember the way it was illustrated was so fantastic, and I remember Superman just saying, like, calling his bluff and like saying, "Hello, Billy." <laughs> I don't know. It was great.
0: Oh man, that, that, you've got me hooked. That sounds awesome. Kingdom Come.
1: Yes. Yes. there was be an awesome. old man. and then- calls out no, for you, and
2: then turns back into a young guy. Right.
0: <laughs> You've read
1: Marvels, man. right? Read what? Marvels, the painted Alex Ross, Kurt Busiek. No. Busiek. Oh, boy, that's a good one, too. I'm sorry, we're getting off tra- topic no, here. This no, is, this is the point, man. Yeah, this <laughs> is the point. It's how we do. Yeah, I guess these, when did these come out? Probably 90s, late 90s, whenever Alex Ross was really starting to hit the scene. I mean, these were some of his first things.
0: I'll need to dig out. I know, Jack, you and I both ordered a handful of Shazam uh, books that I think date late 80s, early 90s. We ordered them because uh, Fritz the Night Owl, yeah. someone we've had on, was illustrated in multiple issues. And uh, I feel like in those he was still being Billy Batson, right?
2: I, don't, I did a, a comic vault with one of them a while ago, but... He was Shazam the whole time. He never... Never transformed. They, they, yeah, they never talked about it. Because wasn't that... That involved. thing was
0: like a race between him or su- him and Superman or something like him that? Him and or?
2: Superman were caught in a snowstorm or something like that. It was real... <laughs> yeah, it was something. I can't remember. It was a real bad snowstorm, but Superman didn't have much power. All the shit they
0: can handle, but when it comes to some snow, buddy...
2: Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing tights. It's cold. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll have I to guess. dig those out and take a look.
0: Alright, um, let me see here hey, I'll list one more And I would not even call him a badass But when I was looking around online I was like, oh my god, I forgot about this dude Remember Ralph S. Mouse? Ralph, the, the mouse in the motorcycle The Biker Mouse from Mars? No, when we were kids The book that the, they used to like bring into school Or they show you the special, the little tiny mouse that had the toy motorcycle when he got on it and would make that meh the no. noise the bike would go uh-uh. and it was the whole book was about uh he uh the apartment he lived in had a sick boy that for some reason this mouse cared about and two full stories down was the pill he needed to be better so the mouse took the motorcycle down to get it and bring it back because his <laughs> poor ass mother couldn't afford meds I guess but um
2: I can't believe nobody remembers that Ted. No, you I don't didn't remember that mouse at all. and motorcycle, no. no? I'm sorry to say. Wow, son of a bitch. Maybe it's that little bit of the age difference there. <laughs> I don't think so because I think by Jake, the time though. we got to it, it was still
0: uh, it was older. Like I feel like it dated like late '70s, early '80s, maybe. Hmm.
2: I'll have to go back and look. Unless it's a regional thing because uh, I was in California for most of my school. Could be. Ted has no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Alright well with that Let's just uh, do a quick uh, commercial here We have t-shirts, we have decals We have mugs, we have koozies What else we got Jack?
2: Coasters crap beach towels With
0: our name and our yep. tower and our logo And our can and all that shit nice on there Nice white items with red Radio <laughs> towers on them If you need more white and red in your life <laughs> Society6.com Forward slash canned is the place to be Apparently head over there get yourself a t-shirt A mug, a decal Rep your podcast And support us At the same time You could get the beach towel Tie
2: it around your neck And be a superhero There you go
0: As long as you're, It's all you're doing If you tie it around your neck Don't go like Climb fences or nothing I'm thinking autoerotic erotic fixation But uh, so That's where my mind goes <laughs> Society6.com Forward slash Canned Go get some moich Alright With that Let's swing open the door To the comic vault Jack and Dying To know what that comic over there is about?
2: All right, from Marvel back in shoot, I don't even know. I thought I saw the date on there, but I don't think it's a date.
0: This is like the "What If" series that Marvel does, but they're called "What the" what rather the. than "What If." And I've never, uh, I've never opened a "What the." I've oh, this read is
2: funny. "What If" from 1990. Okay, basically it is Marvel's Mad Magazine. OK, The way I put it together the or thought about it. There's about three or four different stories in here, but I picked the one about Wolverine On the cover of him. He's actually yelling at a bunch of other heroes in Galactus. And I guess they're fighting for the cover. But he says, back off, hosers. I get the cover. It's in my contract. <laughs> the comic is all about
0: fighting for the cover of the comic that you're reading. Well, the cover of the book is
2: that's what the cover is oh just I see I see but the the story I picked is uh, called Logan's Claws part one of eight and a half gone fishing (laughs) Logan's on a little island fishing he's got a fishing line tied to one of his claws with the bobber in the water sitting around him are a bunch of signs that says no hero here trying to deter anyone from coming around basically he's tired of being put in other people's comics to save their comic and make them money
1: wow (laughs) that was the 90s all right, man
2: (laughs) and throughout the comic he gets you know a bunch of different heroes some of them I don't even think they're actual heroes they start chasing them it's almost like a hard day's night Beatles movie right them getting chased uh, them wanting him to be in the comic and I think it's funny because this one guy if you look at his helmet it looks a little familiar huh and I looked at the artist and I don't I don't recognize his name It definitely looks
0: familiar. It looks He-Man almost. Doesn't it look like a Ninja Turtle?
2: Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly a Ninja Turtle. I don't know if he was an artist that worked on the Turtles at all during that. Who is it? I'll have to look in there he ends up yeah he's getting chased by a bunch of heroes one hero group called the new kids on the block that's got to be coincidence cuz that's the
0: only that's the only square you see that i'm sorry to keep our listeners uh, oblivious what we're <laughs> looking at here is jack has handed me this comic and this one character is in an action pose coming down toward the the camera i guess the panel and the way he's positioned the way his helmet's coming down the top of his head looks exactly like the head of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle the drawn black one back in the, the days. Ones, yep. Yeah, like
2: line for exactly line. Exactly like it, yeah. I can't believe you noticed that. I was sitting there looking at it, and I was like, who is that guy? And I wow. was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Who's the artist on here? It is... artist... R- Rurik Titer Tyler? I can't speak to this. Yeah, I don't know if he, <laughs> he did any idea. art. But yeah, one of the wow. hero teams that come up and start talking to him about being in the comic is called The New Kids on the Block. He dices them up. And there's another bunch of female heroes that are saying, oh, no, you're we got an appointment with you at 1 o'clock to be in our book. Oh, no, you got to be at 1 o'clock. And he's running away. Finally, at the end, he... I, I think there are a couple of Marvel execs at the time. And he comes running into the office, and they're like, oh, how was your vacation? And he was just like, you bunch of jerks, you know, I'm tired of being all these other people's comics and he's about ready to uh, chop them up when all of a sudden you hear, excuse me I just got hired and it's a female female Wolverine and she says, yeah I'm your cousin Wolverina oh Jesus Christ (laughs)
0: yeah you you don't even have to look at the copyright date on this to know it's 90's look at these drawings
2: man muscles
0: yeah Yeah, those are fun, though. That's it. What the... Did you get that at uh, Columbus this year? Yeah. Maybe I did pick one up. Maybe I did pick one up, and I just forgot. Uh, When you said uh, him sitting on an island fishing, I just thought of the Death of Wolverine series, where that started with him being on an island, secluding himself because his powers were diminishing, and starts with this guy crawling up on the shore i don't know he had like some kind of patriot looking outfit on he was there to kill him here to kill the legendary wolverine and as quickly as he thinks it, wolverine kills him and you just look up the beach and see all these dead bodies of people who have <laughs> came up trying to take out the wolverine and maybe that's where failed. they got the
2: idea from There could be <laughs> could be
0: what the? very good all right ted what do you got for us today
1: well, I wanted to stick with the motorcycle theme, so I, I did pick uh, the Batman Judge Dredd Judgment on Gotham. Do we know this?
0: I've heard of it. Was this a uh, ooh, an IDW or a? It
1: was. It was a crossover um, where you know it's the first time Batman and Judge Dredd meet. You know, across company lines, I guess.
0: The publisher, though, I guess,
1: is IDW or? It says DC on the cover. Oh, so, wow, okay. Um, Fleetway would have been the, the publisher for Judge Dredd, but they're not really listed as a publisher on this. It is written by Alan Grant um, and John Wagner, and the artist is Simon Bisley, who uh, I love his stuff. Got to meet him at a Motor City Con a couple years ago. He did a cool Opama pinup for us, which I still have yet oh, to. Wow. um do you know who Bisley is? He did the first Lobo series as well, as did Alan Grant as the writer. Um, anyway, uh, the, the premise is, you know, we're in Gotham City and Judge Death, do we know who Judge Death is?
2: I don't. Mm-mm. That name
1: sounds familiar, but I don't okay, know. Okay, he's he's Dred's nemesis. He's sort of like this uh, this spirit evil spirit that kind of possesses people and becomes them but he's a it's almost like judge a a judge with like a a skull face kind of and the helmet too though you know
0: like an evil doppelganger if you will yeah
1: right on Uh, so I've seen yeah I've seen him before okay so um we're in we're in Gotham and he's starting to kill some people judge death and Batman seemingly kills accidentally kills judge death impales him on a fence but then he comes to life escapes and there's something left behind and batman you know he's like what's this thing some sort of electronic device he he taps it and then all of a sudden he's in you know uh mega city i is is, that is judge Dredd's world right mega yeah mega city one i have no idea (laughs) okay so he's in this whole other dimension and it's all futuristic and he's like What's going on? Am I losing my sanity? And then Mean Machine, this other villain of Dreads, is asking what happened to my uh, dimension jumping device. So when it was left back in Gotham, he doesn't have it. So anyway, Batman and this guy get into a fight and at some point, I'm kind of paging through it, reminding myself. Take your time. Yeah. uh, Dread is called in and he takes Batman down and brings him into custody. For into custody, and you know, Dredd, of course, you know, on Mega City One, the judges are. There is no jury, right? That's what a judge does. They they pretty much make up their mind on the spot whether you are innocent or guilty, right? And you know, he's like. Uh, I'll just read from it here You know, Batman's tied up to a chair and he's like I've put up with this third degree long enough I've committed no crime and then Dredd's like no incendiary device phosphor based 30 meters high tensile wire darts two tipped with tranquilizer projectiles precision weighted two knockout gas you're carrying enough offensive weapons to pull down 15 years and Bruce Wayne because he's unmasked here don't be absurd no court of the law would convict me And dread. This is Mega City One. I am the law. (laughs) If I say you pull time, you pull time. And then this other good cop comes in, and and Bruce Wayne's like, "Is there anyone I could speak to with a shred of intelligence?" And uh, it's it's great. You know, of course, he gets free, and then they they. um... One of the things that's terrific about it is Judge Death meets the Scarecrow. And they hit it off, you know, and and they're they're just creating this really artistic kills, you know, just for the the fun of it in a way. And then um, at some point, the the scarecrow poisons Judge Death, and the, and there's like this, you know, one can only imagine what you know. And Judge Death is is writhing in pain. Like what a creature like Judge Death would be seeing that would cause him to you know such a nefarious mind and right. then you flip the page and it's like all these cute stuffed animals <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and like that unicorn floating in the air like all it's so great and I won't give away the rest of it but it's it is one of my all-time favorites it's so freaking good and it's kind of one of these books that I don't think a lot of people even maybe know it exists and I, you can still pick it up sometimes in, in sort of the budget bins. Like, I just got one, another copy myself for, like, two bucks at the last show I was at.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be uh, worth looking into, especially if you're going on about it. I, you know, I've read crossovers before, and I guess I uh, kind of I went to IDW first because most of the, which I've read have been on that uh, publishing title. I, I love IDW personally. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. one thing, one they did was the crossover with the Turtles and uh, Ninja Turtles and Batman. And I waited for them all to come out And I got the trade I wanted to sit down and do it all in one read And, you know, here are two people That I, would, you know, nerdgasm to see fight The Shredder and Batman Two of the most elite fighters you can think of From throughout pop culture Who's, you know, how are they going to go down And of course, they don't let that fight play out It happens, but as quick as it starts, it ends And you never really see it And um, I wasn't too bowled over by it. It had redeeming qualities to it, but uh, yeah, as a whole, it sounds like this Judge Dredd and Batman would
2: be much better. That Dredd and Batman, that's when, back when Batman had the giant pointy ears, wasn't it? Let me see.
1: Yes. Yeah, Bisley did it that way, and it's really, I think it looks great. I mean, it's just badass.
0: Yeah, see, these I like. There was a time, and I'd have to look to see who the artist was, but... The the Batman art was so obscure, you know. Those are long, but they, they at least they stay symmetrical with each other. They go yeah. up and they stay straight. The ones I seen, they would go up and like they arch inward, forward, and cross oh, each that, other. Yeah. even like they looked ridiculous. Even more so book, than that.
1: Yeah, this whole book is painted. You know, I mean, it's every panel. It's it's, it's like what it's
2: pulling up here is beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah even that one's good.
2: Oh wow Look real at that. long But it's At least they're straight <laughs> I That
0: is cool Oh yeah See I, I like that Batman But I'll dig out Some of the examples I'm thinking of sometime And I'll keep them out For you to see Oh I know exactly Which ones you're talking about. I hate it Yeah The stories were good The stories in them Were amazing Which is what Kind of Pissed me off Because the art You know You had to kind of Swallow like the Like a horse sized pill Or something Like <laughs> really hard To get down sometimes But very good. Very good. Oh, And that was just Batman and
1: meets Judge Red. What was the title of that again? It's called Judgment on Gotham. Judgment on Gotham.
0: Sounds awesome. Awesome. All right. So what I have this week uh, is not even a comic that is out to read yet. It's uh, on Kickstarter right now. It's a comic called Suncatcher. And it's done by a Jose, uh, I'm going to butcher this last name, Pimenta. Written and illustrated by Jose Pimenta. I think that's it And uh, it's running till October 25th But what this book is about Is uh, it's set in Mexicali, Mexico In the early 2000s And there's a big music scene happening down there And it's about this girl who finds She's a musician And she finds that her dead grandfather's soul Is stuck in this guitar And so the comic Is her trying to One, save her grandfather Get his soul out of this guitar And two, just make music and I'm a guitar player, personally, so this kind of jumped right off the uh, yeah. the page and into my attention. Like, that's cool. I like the idea of a possessed guitar. That sounds awesome. But um, the art looked really cool. I don't, Ted, maybe you know a term for this where someone who's painting a panel chooses maybe only four colors to use. So like in this panel, the character, like her shirt and pants are going to be the exact same color orange to contrast like the wall in the background that's covered in posters, which would typically have tons of detail, but is just a flat, like blue say, you know what I'm talking about? Mm.
1: I, I do, but I, I wouldn't know a, a term necessarily,
0: but I'm, I'm displaying. I'm, you guys know what kind of yeah. art style I am talking about though. Right. So, uh, mm. I just love the way it looks in that aspect. And, uh, for anyone who would consider backing it, the books finished. It just, they need the money to start producing it. So, Quick turnaround time if you do decide to back the Kickstarter. Again, it's always nice. Yeah, it makes such a difference. Mm -hmm. Like, not the, you know, and I've backed projects on the other side where we need all this money to start, you know, where it's probably going to be a few years out. I get that. I totally get that. But yeah, it's much easier to click that donate button for something Mm -hmm. that's finished and just goes right into production. So again, Suncatcher running till October 25th on Kickstarter. Check it out. We'll have links on the website and on Twitter. All right, and with that, let's turn our attention over to Ted Sikora and talk about the Tap Dance Killer. Ted, one, I want to thank you again for being back with us today. This has been a lot of fun thus far. And two, I've got to know more about this Tap Dance Killer. It uh, looks amazing. Can What can you tell us?
1: Oh, Tap Dance Killer, um, well, it's a spinoff of our APAMA, the Undiscovered Animal series, and um, I guess if I... Tell it in order. Um, in case somebody doesn't know what a Pama is. Um, which What the heck is an Apama? A Pama is the story of a guy, uh, a Hungarian ice cream truck driver in Cleveland who unlocks the spirit force of the most savage creature mankind has never known and becomes Cleveland's own bumbling superhero. And um, in issue 10... Um, he meets a woman who is putting flyers uh, f- up for a musical. Her name is Nikki St. Clair. And she you know, she hails the ice cream truck, you know, just as she's doing that. And she's like, here, take a flyer. And they're kind of flirty with each other. And he decides to go to this audition to see if he can get her digits. And they really hit it off. And they are casting a freak. The, the, the musical that they're putting on is called Nothing Like Vaudeville. It's like this horror show musical. They're looking for a person to play the lead role, which is like this freak. And our main character, Ilya, the ice cream truck driver slash superhero Apama, is pretty adept at doing this bizarre pose in the audition, and he's cast as the freak. So Nikki St. Clair is cast as a tap dance killer. Another guy, Vincent Reed, is cast as Sir Terror. And then there's a a third character, um, Vincent. Claus Miragold who is cast as Fletcher, this necrophiliac wax museum curator. So there is something that happens where the three villains get locked into the headspace of their roles and they start taking on the actual mafia like this strange bizarre vaudeville troupe and Apama has to intervene. So what happened with Tapdance killer though? images of her on her Facebook page were being liked and shared, you know, thousands of times. And, uh, you know, it was at New York Comic Con, actually, and people were just coming by the booth with a very different reaction to her than we were getting. We had a nice reaction for Obama, but th- this, there was something special about her. Like, everybody was like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And I, I said, you know, I'm going to give her her own spin-off because it really ends in a the way the series ends with a PAMA is sort of ending on a sort of strange um, beginning. So tap dance killer is the story of Nikki St. Clair, you know, um, and we describe it as sort of Punisher meets the Rocky horror picture show.
0: This was such a, uh, not a relief. I was excited to see that uh, when you sent this along, you know, the art and the style of it looked very much the same as a PAMA. And Mm -hmm. I was telling Jack, I really hope these, Play into the same universe, and then to find out they in fact do, um, you know. And I was going to ask why did you choose her of all the you know the other characters to come through the Apoma storyline, but it seems like you were getting good feedback from her, and that's what spurred you to do that. So you say Punisher meets who again? I'm sorry, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. So in her own arc, what is she going? To, is she going to play? Just, you're just going to see the villain perspective, or is she going to turn to the anti-hero? What What's the long-term plan for this character?
1: Um, so, when we start, she is in prison, and you know, because I told you they were taking on the mafia, and she took out some mobsters, and she is in prison for for shooting people, <laughs> um, and and she's marked in prison. You know, they, you know, you can't take out the Romero family, and and you you're, you're toast. So. She has to escape, which she does, and then she gets back together with her two allies from the musical who have continued this crime thing, so Sir Terra and Fletcher. And Fletcher has started working on sort of um, uh, this—well, I should say, in the musical, nothing like vaudeville, the Fletcher character can bring the dead to life, and— this guy is doing everything he can to create that in reality. And it's, he's got these strange characters that he's sort of, um, developing himself. So, um, they're putting this kind of bizarre Vaude villain. We call them the Vaude villains, um, the super team <laughs> together. It. And they're, they're, they're just creating all kinds of problems for, you know, what is the normal crime scene in Cleveland. And so you're, you're seeing Nikki, you know, really comfortable in the role, but she's also having problems with her personal life, you know, kind of rectifying the, the difference between who she is. So she's a wanted person, you know, she can't go out in public, but she's this amazing actress. So she's taking on personas all over the city that um, allow her to go anywhere but infiltrate, you know, the mob or, you know, the seedy side of town where she can find out all kinds of information. Um, and, the next level of method acting. Oh, totally, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I always say that. That's part of my pitch. She's like this method actor to the nth degree, you know.
0: I get, it is more of a—it does take the anti-hero Kind of around, I mean, she is going after bigger bad people than herself, it seems like.
1: Yeah, it's well, and that there again, people ask me, Is she a, a good guy or a bad guy? and I just say, Exactly,
0: that's awesome, that's amazing. It's like a bad person doing good things. Well, basically. you just leave kind it to the li-
1: that, the reader, you leave it to the to the uh, yeah. The I, I don't want it to reader. be, I, 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 what I like about this series so far is it's, it's villains versus villains, you know, and right. Um You know, and a lot of the feedback. I mean, we've gotten some really terrific reviews on it. I'm happy to say they they kind of dig that vibe. That it's it's very um, hard to pin down as far as like you know what, what you should feel about this character. Maybe yeah, that that would probably be the way to put it. Yep.
0: I mean, that's that's just kind of where I go. I mean, it's and it's a weird thing. It's something I never even realized. But every time I see her, i like, so. What is she? Is she good? Is she bad? Is she happy? Is she sad? What is it? You know, <laughs> so that's uh, offers the, uh, intrigue to the character. Makes
2: it a little better. I really Cause like you get that. to make up your own mind instead of reading about someone that's inherently good all the time.
0: Yeah. Instead of being told you make your own conclusions. Yep. I like that. And I also like that you're expanding the Sapama universe. Yes. So uh, to my knowledge, this is the first, uh, branch at uh, first extension to the universe. Do you plan it, other, it, it, other characters, other ex- extensions?
1: Yes, and we're quite far along, I'm happy to say, on uh, Bloom, and that, um, in Apama 5, we introduced sort of the nemesis of that series. Her name is Regina, and she is this hippie, psychedelic, flower child cult leader who um, has, you know, within our first 11 issues, created all kinds of problems for Apama. And um, before we even put her into the, the the comics, I wrote an entire screenplay about her origin, you know, because I, I it just came to me so fast, this character. Like, I wanted a very powerful kind of female. She's not a witch, but, you know, I, I feel like witch characters are so overdone, and they're always sort of this ancient spirit force, but I, I wanted somebody who was really like a hippie, you know, like a, sure. a 60s hippie that maybe regards everything about, our society as sort of a sham you know and and maybe she's even right about all that you know and and so she's she's got these followers and there's a very specific reason why she uh, needs to be a Pama's enemy and that's all going to be revealed in bloom and it's being illustrated by uh, butch mappa and he's already through about 50 pages of it but um I think I'm going to release it in three issues. Uh, Issue one will be 40 pages, and then there'll be two, like, 30-pagers, and then we'll do a whole collection. And I'm not sure yet on the date. I really want to—I kind of like to see the whole thing with this maybe before we put out pieces of it. You know, um, it's—sometimes you want to go back and change an outfit or something. I'm I'm just not sure, you know.
0: Right, absolutely. A character— with a negative societal view. Now that's a character I can get behind. <laughs> a character I can relate to. You know what I'm saying? Right on. But uh, you have to let us know when that's uh, coming to fruition. We'll have you back on and talk more about that. But as for Tap Dance Killer, is this available for the public?
1: It's a, it's at stores across the country. Yeah. Um, just talk to your local comic shop. Actually, a PAMA now comes out in single issues too, and we are up to issue four that just came out this past Wednesday. Uh, and it will be the series going forward. So right now, if you have the two Apama collections, you're up to a, a Apoma 11. But this will be a, going into 12s, 13s, 14s. And then we'll um, do a new collection. We'll actually do things the right way, where the single issues come out before the- <laughs> But we had to do it this way because we, when we, the reason when we put out Tap Dance Killer number one, we thought, you know, we've never put out a Palma number one. It just, there's no such thing as that. We, we want that. We're huge comic geeks. And sure. so we remastered it. And people are always asking me, so is this a reprint? I'm like, well, it kind of is a reprint, but at the same time, this is the series as it will continue. So if you wanted a Palma number one, this is a Palma number one. It doesn't exist anywhere else. And it's a number you know,
0: one first printing, even though it's a reprint. Yeah,
1: yeah, but, yeah, so it's weird. I, I don't know what to say about that. It, or, you know, it's, it's not a specific, you know, five years from now, are people going to remember that the trades came out first? You know,
0: I don't know. You can look at it different. I see what you're totally saying. The comic nerd in you wants to have a number one of your character out there. I totally get it. But on the on the turn side, you know, like I was saying earlier in the episode with the Turtles and the Batman book, this is something I was anticipating and I didn't want to take, you know, one piece at a time. Waited until I wanted to trade, sit down yeah. and devour it all in one sitting. So that's definitely a strong benefit. I think any trade has going for it is, a, a you know, a, a full rounded story rather than just a hook to get somebody mm-hmm. yeah.
1: irritated. You know what I'm saying? I do. I, I think with uh, indies like ourselves, it's um, harder, I think, to get people to take that whole bite on a trade that they barely heard of, you know, so. Um, this, too, yeah. it's but, a nice uh, it's nice at both
0: there's something about Opama man I don't know what it is about that character that, that <laughs> speaks to me but uh, he, I dig <laughs> right. the way he looks he's a cool ca- I like uh, I don't know I haven't read all of it but uh, if, if I remember correctly he's kind of an insecure dude right
1: yeah I mean he's uh, the. the I, to me the hook with Opama is this is the guy who's like you know the dude down the street that isn't, you know, he's not brilliant like Peter Parker, right? Yeah, Exactly. He's Certainly not wealthy. He's got no Avenger buddies. He's got to figure it all out himself and he's just not very bright.
0: You just described me. That's what you described. (laughs) So, you know, that's why I can relate to this character. He looks amazing. And, uh, I got to say too, your merch line is fantastic. I still wear my Apoma shirt all the freaking time. And I love sometimes getting looks on people's face. Like, what's that you know and i
1: uh, thank t- you ask me ask me what it is you know
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's again, a very hard thing to explain
0: oh but he's got it such a cool look it's intriguing i was telling jack uh before uh we got on the call here you don't when you look at him you don't know whether to be like okay the heroes here are like a bit frightened by him like mm-hmm. kind of like a tap dance killer i guess You. That's a good thing you have going, that aura around your characters, where it's up to the, uh, the reader. Yeah, no no specific definition to them. It's up to the reader to make their own definition. I dig that a lot.
1: Oh, thanks. I think that's true of life, you know? I think everybody's... Yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody's got a little bit of both. Or, or, you know, every villain's the hero in their story. That All that jazz. Sure,
0: sure. It's It's just nice to have something... You know, with the hero genres being as prominent and as popular as they are, and they remain to be for years, <laughs> mm-hmm. these past years, something not so black and white. Not, not here's your hero, here's your villain, let's see how the hero takes the villain down. You know, it's, is he, this guy, is this side good or bad, or is this side good <laughs> or bad? Who knows, anything could happen. Right on. I dig that. So uh, to our listeners, head over to uh, Abomination, the, Abomination, excuse me, dot com to. Uh, we
1: actually have a, a new website. Uh, it's well, just yeah. uh, the name of our company is Hero Tomorrow Comics. So it's just Hero dot com. That takes you to our uh, that's our page.
0: All right. I'm writing that down. I was not aware. And what about uh, does Hero Tomorrow have a uh, Twitter handle?
1: Yeah, uh, well, it would just be me, uh, Ted Sikora, T-E-D-S-I-K-O-R-A. And then uh, we do have a, a Facebook page, which gets most of the news. You know, that's just Hero Tomorrow on Facebook.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, we will be tagging you and posting all about this on our uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All, yep. all said social. I don't need to list them. Be social everywhere. media, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Ted, thanks so much again for being here and sharing these awesome stories with us, man
1: well thank you guys I enjoyed it quite a bit
2: that is good to hear Jack what do we have on the website on our website you can go to candairpodcast.com and check out our special guests listen to the show follow us on all our social media uh, check out some of the videos on our YouTube page click on the merch button click on the Patreon Patreon button and click on the contacts button if you want to send us an email say hi that's all it is. Click a button, say "Hey, what?" Mm-hmm.
0: A- you don't even have to click a button. I think if you get on our website, there's a little stalker box there. Like, <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> yep. What you doing? Why are you here? Yeah, <laughs> not creepy. Sure is. <laughs> it's not on the mobile app, but it's on the desktop app. On the desktop, right? You can find us on Twitter at CanDarePod and on Instagram at underscore Air. A lot of uh, funny things happening there. Uh, show links, current episodes, past episodes. Jake's warped in funny sense of humor yeah you gotta love it you gotta love it it's been bleeding on uh, the Facebook page too a little it's bit it's been bleeding all through this show <laughs> where it's been yeah. and that's a good thing I yeah. think but uh what else we got uh Patreon Jake I think Jack already said that didn't you Wizard World WizardWorld dot com promo box canned air no space cool cool
2: cool cause it is cool isn't it Jack Especially outside.
0: I'm pandering now. Let's (laughs) just end this crap. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Jeremy Collins. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Ted Sakura. Thanks for listening, everyone.
2: saved your
0: life. I'm not Buzz Lightyear.
2: If it hadn't been for Buzz, Mankins would have been cooked.
0: I'm not Buzz Lightyear.
2: Thanks, Mr. Lightyear. I
0: am not Buzz Lightyear.
2: Excuse me. Uh, They just sent me over.